We march on through Philippians. All of us. Hands up if you're part of the all. Come on, everybody. Hands up. Hands up. We're all part of the all, aren't we? Yeah, thank you. Good. All of us, then, who are mature... Put your hands up again. We'll come to that word in a minute. Should take a view of things. I love this next bit. And if on some point you think differently, i.e. you don't agree with Paul, that too God will make clear to you. I love it. That's Paul going, you know, there's some stuff we disagree on. Tough cookie. I'm right. God will show you. That's what Paul's saying. He is. Most of you wouldn't like Paul if he was here. You really wouldn't. Because he's not nice. When we've made the biggest idol of being nice. Christians are not nice. We're good. We're loving. We're kind. We're gentle. And so many of us mistake being nice. We're not here to be nice. We're not here for people to like us. We're here to love Jesus and to be obedient to him. And that means people will not like us. Only, let us live up to what we have already attained. Well, most of us here Christians, yeah? Uh, some of us been here Christians. Go on, hand up if you've been a Christian 10 years. Keep your hand up if it's 20 years. 30? Wendy, have a look around. It's quite slightly scary how mature we should be. Anyway, 40? Wendy's still got her hand up. Hang on. No, not quite. 30, 38. 40, 50? We love you. We love you. 60? Oh, there's still a couple up. Hallelujah. That's good. So... Alison, you had your hand up for 60. Gold, I'm back again. You had your hand up for 60. So, Alison should live up to 60 years worth of teaching and discipleship. So, she should be the best Christian in the room. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> but that's what we think, isn't it? If we're old and we've been Christians a long time, that makes us mature. One of the signs of being mature is to go, no, I'm not. I need to learn a lot more. Which makes her quite mature, you know. (laughs) Ah, join together. This individualism of our culture in the last 40 years is just demonic. It is ripping apart the body of Christ. And we've got to stop. Join together. Join together. How else else can I emphasise that word? We want to be together. Do you remember that advert? Yeah, and the look that she gave him when he said that. Well, the look is the demonic look. And the we want to be together is the godly thing. We've got to be together. We've got to be together. Join together in following whose example? My example. 
How many church leaders go, don't follow me, follow Jesus? What they're doing is giving permission to everybody to go, we're not going to listen to you, we're, not going to, we're just going to do our own thing. Actually, I'm learning to say, follow me, as I try to follow Jesus. Follow my example. It's not perfect, it's not spot on, but actually follow my example. Brothers and sisters, just as you have us as a model, Paul recognises it's not just me. It, you know, it's me and these guys, church wardens and Wendy and Di and Chris when he was here and your home group leaders and Peter and Jackie and follow us. No unity in that group. No unity. Do we work quite hard on the unity? Yes. Do we, work, do we, do we talk about unity quite a lot? A lot. Because that's how important it is. So when I hear it dismissed as, oh, it's just the whim of the rector. We've got to fight, keep our thing. Don't let him get his way. Pfft, sorry. We believe it is all... Revelation. Hallelujah. Not that I told her what to say then, honest. <laughs> I, as I pointed the mic towards Di, I thought, anything could happen here. <laughs> but we believe it's Revelation. I tried to explain to the 8.30 congregation last week. It's not... Unity is expressed in so many different ways. And the, the thing about coming together to worship together is not unity... It's not the only way to do unity. But in this season, this is what we're called to do. And if I'm disobedient, then I'm in trouble. And I'm really sorry. I'd rather have you lot shout at me than Jesus. Is that okay? I've got to do what Jesus tells me. Keep your eyes on those who live as we do. I love that. Keep your eyes fixed on, G uh, on those who live as we do. We're an example one to another. We've got to see it coming. For I, as I have often told you before, and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. You know when I got that email that said, I'm not coming to church because I'm going to watch the football? You know? I got that. I told you about it earlier. I cried. Because it made me feel. Not, not me going, oh, this one person won't be there. It wasn't about that, it's the heart. And the heart that says, why have you moved the services with this happening? Do you know what? I moved the services. Yeah, if we'd been knocked out two weeks ago, nobody would give a duties what's it, would they? <laughs> if those of you can read minds, I apologise. <laughs> that attitude is of the enemy of the cross. So it really saddens me when Christians are in agreement with the enemies of the cross. It's just, it's horrible. It's just horrible. Their destiny is... Can't say that. We can't preach the gospel. We can't tell people they're going to hell. It's just... Their destiny is destruction. Whose? Not the non-Christians, though that is true, but it's the Christians who agree with the non-Christians. 
whose destiny is destruction, because by your fruit you shall know them. So the fruit that says, oh, I can't be bothered with worship, I can't be bothered with the rest of the church, I can't be bothered, is a sign of destruction, not a sign of life and kingdom. Doesn't mean you can't ask questions, doesn't mean we can't disagree. But we do it together. Their God is their stomach. Who's he to stand up there and say that? But what that means is their God is distracted by the desires of the flesh. Yeah? Their lives are distracted by the, the fleshly stuff. This is Paul's... You know, Paul can't say their God is the internet. Their God is social media. Their God is their stomach. Because actually, what's the thing they do to socialize and do... Is food. Their glory is in their shame and their, uh, this is it, their mind is set on earthly things. Right. I said I needed help. Many people have said so. so I'm, I'm glad you guys sit at the front. You get my jokes, which is slightly... I think these guys need prayer ministry afterwards because they get my jokes, which is worrying. Right. I'm going to put a question on the board. Not the board. What's it called? Screen. I never used to be a teacher, honest. I went to automatic there, didn't I? Somebody get me my chalk. <laughs> That's not the question. There's going to come a question. What is All divided by... Go on, what's the next bit? Out loud. So, seven plus three, all divided by... What's the number on the end? Five! Do you reckon they can do that one? Yeah? Come on, come on, Dad, help. Seventy-three. No? What is it? Ten. Ten. Have you done division as well? Esther's done division. So what's ten divided by five? How many fives go into ten? How many fives can you take away from ten? Two. Two. Absolutely right. Brilliant. I thought that one would be all right. Yeah. Plus, I've got a math teacher. A head of math teacher in the in the, in the room. So that so they're all grown up. They can do maths. What about the next one? Gene, what about the next one? What's seven and six in modern currency? No, it's, no, no, it's not seven and a half p. You're close, but it's thirty-seven and a half p. You don't know. You don't even know what a half p is, do you? So they're mature because they're old. Is that right? Next. Come along. Which one's got the most sides? If you want. An octagon. Hexagon's got six. A rhombus has got. And a trapezium has got. And they're all weird. They all go in different directions. It's beautiful, yes, but they all go. So it's octagon. How many's an octagon got? Eight. 
Next. Do you want me to read it slowly? Come on, Zachary, you can do this. Billy wants to buy these tickets for a show. Four adult tickets are £15, two child tickets at 10 and then there's a 10% booking fee, and then 3% is added for paying by a credit card. How much does it all cost? I used to teach economics. This is like falling off a log, this one. So come on, four times 15, 60. Two times 10, 60 plus 20. 10% of 80. Add it onto the 80. Here comes the difficult bit. What's 3% of 88? How many? It's 3 times 88p, so it's £2.64. Yeah, there you go. It's £2.64. So, so that was £88.64, wasn't it? No, I can't add up. £90.64. David, is that right? £90.64. Okay. Next one. So who's got A-level economics? Oh. Okay. So, if M times V equals PT and V and T are constant, explain why control in M will affect P. You see, do you... Do you say that out again? Is it right? Money supply. This is all to do with the money supply. So, so, Denise is mature because she knew that M stood for the money supply. Is that right? M. So, M is the amount of money in circulation. V is the speed, velocity, at which it goes around the economy. So, it's the, it's the quantity, it's the value of what is spent. P is prices, and T is called the transmission number. It's the number of times, it's the average prices times the number of transactions that happen. Okay, so it's the amount of money spent equals the amount of money received in transactions. So it makes sense, doesn't it? Because the two sides must be the same. And if you, if you say the velocity of circulation is the same and the transaction number is the same and doesn't move, then if you control the money supply, you must control prices. That, that dominated economic policy from 1979 to 1988, when everybody realised it was a pile of poo. Because V and T are not constant. <laughs> and plus, P can affect M. Every time they tried to control M, it started growing quicker than ever before. Monetarism is based on a false premise. Sorry, I'm going on a bit. Who, who's mature here? This isn't about maturity, is it? What's it about? It's about knowledge. And we confuse the two. We've got a couple more up there. Do you want to go again? Come on, Cathy. What's the glottal stop? Where, where's she gone? Is she there? What's the glottal stop? So we don't... A glottal stop. That's a glottal. A bottle. Isn't it? 
London, so a glottal stop is where you say bowl. Yeah? What's a diphthong? I, th I thought it was something that was uncomfortable to wear, but anyway. <laughs> what is it? <coughs> Ask a primary school teacher. There's a few of those around. Anybody? Diphthong? Isn't it? Hello. Your husband's pointing at you. She has no idea. Isn't it where you push two letters together and make one sound? Is it, that, oh, I don't know. Moving on. Come on, then. Who wrote the following? Be afraid not of greatness. Some are born great, some achieve greatness, and others have greatness thrust upon them. That's not the politician that you think that said it. That's from Shakespeare. Uh, a play? Which play is that, the greatness one? Twelfth Night is Marvelia. Twelfth Night is Marvelia. There you go. <laughs> Kathy, your voice has changed. <laughs> Susanna, thank you. All the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits. Their... Shakespeare again. Play? Which play? Is it Midsummer Night's Dream? Oh, I think it's Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, I don't know. Right, so we're not wise in these areas, clearly. Thank you. You, you can put... Thank you, uh, Paul, you can take them away. She's looking it up. Don't worry about it. The problem we've got... Can we go the, the passage back? Is that the first bit? There's the people who think they're mature, in worldly terms, never ask for help. They think they can sort it out all on their own. Well, I tell you, I'm probably the most theologically trained person in the room. But I need my church wardens, and I need diet, and I need my home group leaders. Thank you. I need all of you. I need you. I don't want you because ticks a number and we can say, look, we're growing and all this stuff. I need you because I need to walk this race. I need to do this thing called following Jesus. And if I wasn't a vicar, I'd be in a church somewhere trying to help. Maturity is not about knowledge. It's about recognizing that we need each other. And actually, that is right. We, we expected Joshua and Hester to get the first sum right. But, and actually, they've got the second bit right as well about the shapes. And Zach joined in at that point. They, but we didn't expect them to be able to do the other maths. I had a, I had a thing up there that has apparently had an A-level maths question and I, I did A-level I couldn't get anywhere near it but there we go do you know there's multiple choice in A-level maths now which is upsetting well it means you know when you got it completely wrong, where I never knew when I got it completely wrong, which was often, anyway um, we need to live up to what we know the truth that sets you free is the truth that you know we need to live up to what we know, maturity is about asking for help and living this thing together Secondly, we need to live up. Thirdly, you need to follow my example. How many times have we as a leadership promised you we will do nothing without revelation? We will only do what we see the fathers doing. We will only go from the prophetic. If we're doing that, then I can say, follow me. 
follow us. And when we fall over, don't go, see, told you you were wrong. Sorry, Mark. And give us a good kicking. Go, can we help? Can we lift you up? Because we do it together. We do it together. Be mature, recognize we need help. Live up to what we know. Follow my example. And see that the enemies of the cross are facing destruction. When we rely on our earthly things, when we don't do church because we can't be bothered because there's something better to do. I can't think of anything better. You know, a couple of times in my career, I've had a Sunday off where I've not been away. It's a nightmare. So I want to worship with God's people. So I think here, I think it's happened once, I think, I'll go to Sandra's Chorley Wood, or I could go, yeah. But I want to be with my family. I want to be here on the day that I'm supposed to have a Sunday off. Because I want to be with you lot. I don't shove off into the Cotswolds and go, yay, no church, whoa. I might sit there going, with no work, no stress, but I want to worship. And where would I, why do I want to go and worship at St. Andrew's Chorleywood? Why do I want to go and worship at King's? Why do I want to, why? They're great churches. I want to to worship with you lot. It's not just about me and him. It's about me and him and us. Or us and me and him, whatever order we're putting that in. It's about family. Focus on your heavenly saviour. The reality in the spiritual realm is that he is powerful. He brings everything under his control. Can we have the next bit? Our citizenship is in heaven. We eagerly eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control. Notice that. Is everything under his control or is he bringing everything under his control? This, one of the verses that undoes the God's in control, we don't have to do anything attitude. He brings everything under his control. Has he got control, Alan, has he got control of you completely? No. He's not got control of me completely either. And if he hasn't got control of us and we're the ones that want to be controlled by him, why can we assume he's got control of everything else? Hmm? This overemphasized sovereignty of God is a real problem. It's part of the reason the church is dying, because we're too passive. Our citizens in heaven, we await the Lord Jesus Christ, the Saviour, who by his power, and he will transform our lowly bodies so they will be like his glorious body. That's what maturity is about. Eagerly looking to Jesus and wanting transformation. He will transform us. He will transform us. It's a promise. But do you want it? 
you can easily go, nah, I'm fine as I am. I'm a nice Christian. I go to church when I want to. I pray all the right prayers. I believe all the right theology. Turn up for prayer meetings. I do this, that, the next thing. But don't, let, don't make me change. You could do all those things and it's just a pile of religion. A pile of spiritual poo. The discipleship, the heart that is submitted to Jesus says, Lord, change me. Change me. Change the old me. I, the old has gone, the new has come, I know, Lord, but I need to know how to walk into that new life. I want to be different. I don't want to be guided by the worldly things. I want to be different. I don't want to be guided by my selfishness. I want to be different. Live up to what you know. Follow your leaders. See the enemies of the cross. But focus on your powerful heavenly saviour do you want to be mature we'll choose to be transformed mature citizens of heaven though know that they need ongoing transformation Alison that's where we started thank you because you know you need to change and so do I then we grow up into the fullness that is already ours. And that's what unbelievers see as attractive. Not our good words, not our sound arguments, but they see a life transformed. Remember a friend of ours in Dorset, she'd been a Christian for a long time. She'd been trying to witness to her husband for a long time. Steve was an ex-professional footballer. Wendy now knows where I am. You were there already, were you? Yeah, you were already there. And uh, can you remember, you remind me of her name. Sarah, thank you. Sarah had come for ministry time and time and time and time again because she was such a bad witness, because she'd messed up things, because she'd said the wrong things at the wrong time. She got cross with her husband. Who knew? <laughs> he didn't flicker. He did very good. He didn't flicker at all. Steve came and gave testimony at a men's night for me. You know what the main thing was that brought him to Christ? The transformation of his wife. What he saw in her day by day by day by day. And she thought, I'm rubbish, I'm useless, I can't do it. And he saw the transformation. It wasn't her words. It wasn't her arguments. It was who she was. And how she transformed be encouraged as we are transformed so we will see the kingdom come but it starts in here do you know why I can be confident because the one who's promised it the one who's started a good work in you will bring it to completion